0: delays due to an unscheduled arrival two for one from 69 pounds excellent there was me thinking I'd be the funny one and then Callum stole my line not happy about that not happy I thought that was funny that advert anyway I've seen it I think it's because it's really old now I've seen it so many times um, I'm not at trying to advertise spec savers there, don't worry. I will, I will come back to that. Um, but excellent. So, um, these guys have done a brilliant job tonight. Um, I'm kind of touched upon an awful lot I'm saying, so I think that's good. I'm, I think that's good. But um, excellent. So, when I was uh, planning this, I thought, um, what pops into your head when I say the word vision? Um, so, I, I went to Google and got a few suggestions. I asked a few people, and um, I had some brilliant, brilliant answers. I think the best one has got to come from Adam Perry. I said, Adam, this is a a wise man. Bear in mind we were just doing a vision statement for the youth for Bidford Baptist Church. We were doing a vision statement there. I said, Adam, what do you think of when I say the word vision? His answer was chuckle, (laughs) which I thought was a good old chuckle vision. (laughs) What a good program. Other suggestions, I had television, BT Vision, uh, Sight, Specsavers, so like that advert. Um, and then I got mission, purpose, plan, overview, goals, endpoints, strategic, and desire. So as, these, uh, as the other guys um, so I've said, um, vision, there's kind of two words, to this, uh, two parts to this word that we talked about. And so vision is your literal vision. I'm colorblind, so I'm not... You know you did the colorblind test. There's, I, last time I did it, there was 12 tests. I passed one. Which I I know, I know. Thanks, thanks, Harry. But yeah, so that's pretty sad. sad. So um, my my actual vision isn't that great. Um, But it's also this whole idea of uh, picturing something, how you see something in the future, and God's vision for our lives, how He pictures us. For example, in a secular environment, you might have, say, in a business, you might have a CEO. Um, so, for example, Steve Jobs, um, before he died at Apple, apparently when he died, he had planned out the next five years for Apple. And he had this vision. He knew how he wanted to see Apple in what they, how they were going to progress and where they were going to be in five years' time. In a church, mission asks, what are you called to do as God sends you out? But vision asks, what do you see the church being? It paints a picture. And just like that, God paints a picture for our lives. God has this overall vision. And then a vision for our individual lives, which these guys picked up on. And we all have our own individual vision that fit into this big, ultimate vision of God. It's so big and it's so great. Um, We we read in Acts, Saul's life. So Saul, you know, he was persecuting all these Christians. But God's vision was to be this mighty man of God, to turn into Paul. And we know just how amazing things he did. And, And Luke, the vision to be fishes for men, as Rach points on. Now, vision, uh, is it's important that we know that vision's different for every single one of us. You know, we've got different gifts, we've got different skills, and it's all different in each and every one of us. Mike Pilevacci once tweet, uh, tweeted, which I really like this, um, God raised Joseph in a desert to use him in a palace. He raised Moses in a palace to use him in a desert. Live your life, not someone else's, which I thought was really, really cool. In the three passages, they're asked to do really big things and to have huge responsibilities that they feel just unworthy of doing. In Exodus, uh, we see Moses, he says, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? Um, We just mentioned Saul in Acts. He's persecuting all these Christians, but God uses him. He's like, Why me? Why me? And our vision, it doesn't depend on what we've done or what we've said. It's not what we've done or not done, but God has a vision for our lives. The big question to ask isn't what's our vision for our lives, but rather what is God's vision for our lives, I think. These passages show God's vision for their lives. Uh, we know when he speaks to, spoke to Moses that it was definitely God's vision for his life. It was not Moses, because Moses was like, whoa. And he was, you know, we know that he was pretty apprehensive about, about doing it. So God's vision for lives caused ordinary people to do extraordinary things. We see Saul. We, there's so many people that you know, we might know, in you know, our workplaces that kind of reflect Saul. But actually, look, he became poor, this mighty man. And, and Moses and Peter, you know, all mighty, mighty men that did extraordinary things. But they were just ordinary people. In these passages, we see God's vision uh, for their lives. asking of a few things of them. And, I, and we, these guys uh, picked up on these. And I just want to focus in um, into this idea of obedience and being attentive to God. In Acts, we read, So then, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the vision from heaven. And in Luke, so they pulled up their boats on on shore, left everything and followed him. And I think that it's like these guys really, really well picked up on. is just this idea of obedience. Like, like Callum was saying, when I was reading, um, reading the verse in Luke about the fish, I was exactly the same. I was reading this thinking, that's pretty cool, you know, with the fish. But then when I was preparing for this and we got given this verse, I just saw it in a completely different light. And I thought, this whole idea of just, I've never noticed it before. They left everything and followed him. And I think, and Moses says, Moses says, um, calls out to him, and Moses says, "Here I am." And I think there's something really in that, that we um, just something about us going before God and saying, "Here we are. Here, here I am." And the other thing uh, that is in these that I think of asks of us is um, sort of to do with that is to give up ourselves and to be sacrificial. This, this whole idea of pulling up their boats on shore, leaving everything to follow him. Saul turned completely from his old life, completely into his new life. He sacrificed his life for, for God. He, he turned himself, he gave up himself, he gave up his pride. And I think sometimes this can re- seem, we kind of see this and we're like, wow, that's pretty impressive. That's quite cool, you know, that they, they gave up everything. But it's like... But I, I can't do that. You know, that's a bit scary. Like, that's just because they were, you know, special people. But actually, nowhere in the Bible does it say, come to me, and it will be easy. But I don't know about your Bible, but my Bible says, come to me, and I'll be with you always. And I think, there's, I think that's, the, that's the thing. It's, it's, coming to here isn't easy. That's the thing. That's why sometimes it terrifies me when it's saying he gave up everything. was like, if I give up everything, you know, it's a scary thought. But actually he says, come to me and I'll be with you always. And all of God's visions for our lives, I think we, we see in these, is that they all reflect his character. They don't go against his word. We've seen these three passages that the, the visions involve saving the lost and helping those in need, which we know that Jesus is all for. So they reflect his character. And I think this is the same with um, when, when we're setting a vision statement for um, like I was saying, when we're saying for like um, the youth ministry that we have, or or for a church like Cam has been talking about, and it's this whole idea that it can't, we don't want it to be our vision. We want it to be God's vision. With our vision, we won't get anywhere. We, there's no point in it being our vision. But God's vision is where it goes. It's God's vision. We see the supernatural. We see the those incredible things, and we see the lost being saved. And it's this whole sacrificial and obedient thing again. Are we being obedient? Are we being or we sacrifice in ourselves. It's not about us. And these passages weren't to make people look good, but actually these people, they they honor and spread God's word. It's not to make them look good. It's for them to do God's word. So that's quite quick as well. But I just want to leave you just with a a few questions um, just that kind of really challenged me that I'd like to challenge you with. And the the first one is, um, do you know... Do you know what God's vision is for your life? And I guess you can answer the next two questions: whether that's a yes or a no, and are you being obedient? And are you willing to give up everything and follow? Giving up everything is like we've been touching. is quite a scary thing. But are we willing to do that? These examples, um, we see that it's out of these places where they give up everything when they go. It's in those places that we see the most amazing things. And I don't know about you, but I want to see some of the stuff that happens in Acts. I think that's pretty awesome. I want to see that. And if that means that we have to be obedient and we have to give up everything, then I'm up for that, definitely. And I don't know about you, but I'd just like to leave that uh, to you to ponder on. Thank you.